888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Hello and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from learningwithleslie.com. And this is the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about internet marketing, online business. Uh, let's see, what else? Traffic generation, social media, all that good WWW stuff. Growing online businesses, that what we t- that's what we talk a lot about. Now, this is another part in the Reality Internet Marketing series. And I have a, another guest for you. This is our first time talking about this on the show. And I'm here on the line with none other than Terry Fivash, who is an author of a number of books. And actually some books that I've read where she takes Bible stories and she expands on them. She makes them very interesting. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about what she's done, where she is right now. Uh, what she's doing with her website, what she's trying to accomplish, and we're going to try to see if we can take what she's doing and make it even better so that we can all learn from this experience. Hey, Terry, thank you so much for joining me on the call today. Well, thank you for having me. Oh, not a problem. I'm glad to have you on here because I actually read one of your books and I started reading another one of your books. The, the one that I um, read was the book on Joseph. And mm-hmm. I thought it was awesome. Can you just tell us a little bit about what that book is and um, what made you decide to write it? And just, just kind of a little introduction as to um, how that came about. Okay. Uh, probably the best way to actually describe the book is to say that it is a historical novel written about a biblical character. Okay. Um, That means that in order to write the book, I did the same kind of research and um, digging down into culture and times that any other historical novelist would do. Okay. Um, The reason that I wrote it was actually sheer frustration. I really enjoyed the story of Joseph. It's been one of my favorite Bible stories uh-huh. since you know I was old enough to read. But when I went looking for a good book that would tell me the story, uh-huh. I could not find one. Ah, I see. You, there's all kinds of books out there that will do what I call sermon sermon books. They will give you two paragraphs on the story and then spend pages telling you what you're supposed to learn. Um, I didn't want that. I just wanted the story. Gotcha. There were other books out there that would give me the story, but most of them began with the biblical character and ended up in an alternate universe somewhere. I see. And that really frustrated me. Um, Most of the time, I would read them. My background, my degrees are in history, in ancient history specifically is my area. And they were filled with anachronisms and historical errors and a lot of that type of thing. And it drove me bananas, frankly. 
<laughs> I see. And eventually I just decided if I wanted a good Bible story that would be historically accurate, faithful to the culture, and faithful to what was in the Bible, I was just going to have to do it myself. Mm. So I did. Okay. And what kind of um, research was involved in the process? I began with straight historical research. Okay. Uh, going to the library at the time I was doing the research, um, you still had to work with card catalogs and pulling out all the cards that told you about books that would give you anything about the time period. What did we know about the Middle Bronze Age mm-hmm. and the Late Bronze Age? Uh, specifically, what did we know about that time period in Canaan, in Palestine, in Egypt? And you start pulling books off the shelves and you start reading and take notes and um, go to the back of the book and find out what sources these authors used and go looking for those. It is literally straight historical research. Okay. And, um, of course, once you get going on it, one thing leads you to another thing, and pretty soon you have what you need. All right. So you saw you saw kind of a need, and and it was an, you saw that you thought it was a need because it was something that you were very interested in. You wanted to know a lot about the story, but you couldn't find something out there. So you went and you did your own digging, and eventually, out of all of your digging and and so on, you came with the book. Yes, I I had the advantage, of course, because like I said, my degrees are in history, so I was yeah. trained okay. in doing historical research. I knew what to do gotcha and this isn't the purpose of the the interview or anything but this is a book that i read so if anyone is out there and they're listening um it's a book that i read and i loved i mean i I, you know let me tell you exactly how i read it when i when i got the book i don't someone recommended to me when i was in college and i got the book and i started reading and for the few days that I was reading, it's as if I had to shut everything else out. <laughs> My friends would come over, they want to hang out, and I'd be in the, the, the back room reading, and they're like, what's wrong with this guy? But it's a good book. I recommend for anyone that's listening, um, interested in Bible stories, to go and check it out. The book Joseph by Terry Five Ash. And you can find it on Amazon. You can find it on Amazon, right? Yes, okay, it is so, on Amazon. So you can find it on Amazon. Okay, so we have that book. I know you've written another a uh, number of other books. Now let's move to what you're doing online right now. Can you tell okay. me a little bit about your website? And um, I see you have a blog too on Blogspot. Can you tell me a little bit about that and what you're trying to accomplish? Okay, the website grew out of a need to have a central clearinghouse that people could access easily to find out what progress was being made on my books, Uh, just general information about the books, uh, a central place where they could go to get ordering information and that type of thing. That's originally what it was put up there for. Okay. Just very simple. I wasn't looking to do much with it at the time. But since then, things have changed. You know, Internet marketing is becoming a very common way for Mm -hmm. people to find things. And I realized that 
I could do the readers a service if I were to upgrade and kind of rethink what I'm doing with the web page. Gotcha. The blog grew out of my wish to have a forum where readers could comment to each other okay. on things. Okay. You know, about the about the book. I comment on it infrequently. You know, it's it's not something that's up there for me to talk about me. It's basically there for the readers to discuss the books if they wish to or you know, I I do post um, announcements, so to speak, on it. I give little updates of what I'm doing. But other than that, I wanted a place for readers to contact each other. Gotcha. So, and and you you said um, since you've been looking at this internet marketing, you've seen you're seeing that a lot can be done. What is your main goal with your website slash blog combination? Is it more of just a place for um, readers to interact or for them to get insight as to certain things about the books that you're doing? What exactly is that? Having a place for readers to interact with each other was just one aspect okay. of what I wanted to do. I think what I would really like the website is to do is to promote the message of the books. Now, the message that... I see coming through the stories is that it illustrates how God works with people and how he works for people. Mm. So what I would like to do with the website is help people understand the Bible stories better. Okay. And then they can understand better how God can and will work for them. I see. So more of it's it, it's kind of like an online ministry. Where I suppose you could call it that. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, you're exposing people to um, what the Bible has to say with the hopes that they can see um, not just the words on the screen, but more of how that can apply in their lives and so on and grow from that and all of that, right? Yes. I, I, I would call that. A, <laughs> I would definitely call that a ministry. Okay, good stuff. Okay. <laughs> now, now um, how do people find a website as of right now? As of right now, um, pretty much Googling my name. Okay. Do you have any idea as to, you know, how many people check out the, reg the website on a regular basis? Do you have any stats on it or anything like that? No. Okay. So you, I do not. There are no tracking mechanisms or anything? No, like I, I have no tracking at all. Okay. Now, I'm at the website and I'm at the blog. <laughs> I have them open in two um, separate tabs. And the website, like you said, is a very simple website. It looks like a website that you maybe just um, did some HTML and put in some pictures and some text and a little bit of information. Um, did, you, did you put the website together yourself? Yes, I did. And what's your experience with um, website-related stuff? My experience so far has been that if you want to do something very simple, which is what I started out to do, uh -huh. just using HTML is a good way to go. Okay. Uh, so you, but, know, you know a little bit about HTML? Yes, I, I know a little bit about HTML. I have a rough acquaintance with programming. I understand how a computer thinks and processes. Okay. 
and I have a little bit of a background from college classes in actual programming. Okay. So that helped. But once I realized that I was probably going to be going beyond just simple put up a page and put information on the page, I began to think that maybe I was going to have to go beyond that. Okay. Um, and the reason for having the blog separate from the website is what? That's just the way it developed. Okay. So, There's so, no particular reason, really. Okay, good. So uh, how would you feel about <laughs> completely reevaluating the way you're going about it right now? That'd be fine. Okay, good. So I have your permission to just rip it apart in a good way, sure. of course. All right. That's <laughs> Go what right I, ahead. That's what I like to do. Okay, the first thing I, well, there are a number of things I noticed right off the bat. If I go to terryfivash.com, um, it redirects me to a page that you have on a university website. Um, yes, one of they the, are the ones who host my, my web page. Which, which is good because it's free. Right. But bad because of everything else. Um, <laughs> if, if you're trying to grow a presence online, I mean, mm -hmm. you have the domain name terryfivash.com. Um, if, you, if you really want to start taking this seriously, you have to develop your own domain name, your own website that's separate from any free university hosting or anything of that sort. Um, mm -hmm. There is a little bit of a cost associated with that, anywhere between 5 and $10 a month. Um, for shared hosting, um, but it gives you a, a better online presence right off the bat. Okay. Because when someone goes to terryfiveash.com, they are at terryfiveash.com, and they can see what you have there at your website, not some website affiliated with something else that you manage to get for free. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. So the first thing that... I, now, how is your... Your domain name registered. Who do you have that registered with? Uh, GoDaddy.com. Ah, good. Okay, because what what I would recommend is for you to get host hosting. The company mm -hmm. that I recommend for shared hosting, which is good enough for starting out and even for doing a lot, um, the company that I recommend is HostGator. And they have a number of different plans. You can go with the minimum plan. You can get um, a website set up with them. I have an affiliate link with them, learningwithlesley.com slash HostGator. But you go there and you sign up for a, an account, and now that becomes your hosting company as opposed to the university that you have it um, currently hosted with. Mm -hmm. And then what you do is you go to GoDaddy, and then you'd say, when someone goes to the URL, I want them to go to this server. And there's a process involved with that. I have a video in my seven-day boot camp that shows you exactly how to do that step-by-step. Step. It's not a hard process. You already have the domain name. All you need to do is get the hosting and then link the two. Okay. Okay. Now, once we've done that, so step one, I'm going to write these down too. Um, mm -hmm. So step one would be get hosting with HostGator. Um, step two would then be to link your domain name to your hosting account. And I'll, I have some videos that show how to do that, and I'll put some information about that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. uh, and so 
we can work on that. But the concept here is now you have your own website. When someone goes to terryfiveash.com, that website is what they see, and they can interact with the website there as opposed to somewhere else. It's much more professional. You have much more control. You'll be able to track your statistics and see what is working well, how many people are visiting your sites on a regular basis, where they're coming from, and so on. And if we have that, then we can go ahead and build from that Focus on what's working well, make it even better. What's not working as well, we can, you know, stop mm -hmm. putting as much energy in that and so on. Okay. So far, does that make sense? Yes. Okay. The next thing I want to address is the fact that your website is separate from the blog. And really, a blog, what it is, is just a website that you can update easier. So okay. what I recommend for people to do is instead of having a website and a blog with, with two separate things to manage, if it's dealing with the same business, if it's in the same niche, you just set up a blog and you use that as your main website. And what I, what I kind of picture is you have your blog, um, and the the one that I recommend is WordPress, and I have all of that in the boot camp once again. Um, but mm -hmm. you have your blog on WordPress, and you're updating it on a regular basis with um, some more information about the books or what you're working on and, and diff interesting parts, interesting things that come to mind when it comes to the book that you're writing or th some of the books that you have written. And people can come there, and they can get more of an insight as to what's going on with the books, what's going on with you, what's going on, um, what, some additional lessons that they can learn that might not have made it into the books, but when they come to your website, they have this thing that supplements what it, what are, what's in the books, and they can have a, a more enriched experience. Okay. Does that all make sense so far? Mm-hmm. Okay, so step one, get hosting with HostGator. Step two, link your domain name to your hosting account. Step three would be install WordPress. And a nice design. Uh, and by a nice design, I mean a nice theme. Okay? And mm -hmm. there are a number of themes out there that you can get online for free. There are some that you can pay for, some premium themes. I tend to go with premium themes, um, and the reason I tend to go with premium themes is because you get better support. If there are issues, they communicate with you regularly. Um, I, had an ex I had a situation a few weeks ago where my website got hacked, and the, before it got hacked, I got a, 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 an email from one of my premium theme providers from two of them actually, telling me that there were some security issues and they've updated their themes and um, I can go ahead and update using this link and I neglected to do that and that's why I got hacked. But, mm -hmm. you know, they give you that support. There's a community involved and you can ask questions, you can get help and you'll find that it's much easier to do that than to do anything in HTML. Okay. And if you're familiar with Blogspot already, the way you update your blog there is very similar to how you would update your website, which will be on your own server, 
which will have WordPress installed. It's very it's a very similar process. Mm -hmm. Okay. Does WordPress have a Linux platform? Uh, WordPress is not the server. WordPress is just the content management system. And when I say content man management system, I just mean that that is the, the software that you run on your server that allows you to add content easily, add images and videos right. or whatever. Um, when, it comes, when it comes to... I, go ahead, sorry. I, yeah, I do not use a um, Windows-based system. Neither do I. I did it once. And I remember having a lot of issues with it. I don't even remember what the issues were, but I remember running away from it really quickly. Because uh, my operating system is Ubuntu. Oh, I see. Okay. And so, so anything that I change to, you know, it has to be it has to be compatible with the Ubuntu system. Yeah. Well, just about everything that you're going to be doing is web based. So you're signing up for hosting, that's using your internet browser. You're installing WordPress, that's using your internet browser. There's no, there's no software that you have to install on your computer. Okay. Okay, so it's, it's much easier that way. I'm not very familiar with Ubuntu, um, but regardless of what system you're on, it doesn't matter because you don't, you don't need to have any program locally on your computer itself. Okay. Um, so in, in that way, it's even easier than what you're doing right now. All right. So uh, basically, I would be working off the cloud, as they call it? Pretty much. Pretty much. That w that's what you'd be doing. Okay. And, I mean, there are ways. I mean, for example, you, you, on your server, you probably use FTP to upload stuff. Is that I believe what you, so, yeah. Okay. Um, you can do that also with WordPress, but you don't have to. Um, that's just another option as to a way to do it. Um, but you can just do it all from online. You go to your, your hosting control panel, and then you, you, you go to... Uh, with HostGator, there's a script that's called Fantastico. And mm -hmm. when, you, when you log into your control panel, you will see Fantastico. And if you click on there, there's a whole bunch of scripts that it has for you to install just by clicking a few buttons. Mm -hmm. So then you look for WordPress, and then you say install WordPress. You, you name it. You choose a username. You use a, choose a password. And you tell it to go ahead and install. And within a few seconds, your entire blog is up and ready to go. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm trying to evaluate as to how much to go into um, because really, I think for this first coaching call, your main task is just to um, get away from the hosting that you're using now and get your own hosting, install WordPress, and have your blog up and running. Okay. What I would do, checking your website now, I'm assuming you have your, your website saved somewhere on your computer. Is that yes, correct? Yes, I do, I do have the files saved locally okay. and also with the server. Okay, so you have all the information on there. And actually, since you, you, you don't, yeah, it's on, your, it's on the server and that'll still be there. That, that's not a problem at all. 
Um, mm-hmm. So you'll have that information there to copy over to your new site. Right. So in terms of y- y- the tasks for you to do, it's just those simple tasks as of right now. Get get the website installed. And uh, I'll have you go through the boot camp because it shows you exactly how to sign up for hosting, how to install WordPress, and all of that stuff. It's really easy um, especially if you know a little bit about HTML, it, it'll be much easier than that. Um, but once you have your blog installed, um, then you can start adding content. Mm-hmm. So what I want you to do is, right. is to go through the boot camp. That will walk you through the process of doing everything that we spoke about in this call. And it'll even give you some more information as to um, some ideas as to how, what kinds of content you want to be adding to your site, how are we going to go about getting traffic to the site, and so on. Um, okay. And there are a number of things that can be done there. But just to kind of give a preview of what I'm thinking for later on, once you have this website installed and it's no longer on the university server, um, what I'm thinking is you can have a place where people come to the website, and this is, this is pretty standard in terms of what I tell people usually. Uh, they come to your website, there's information there, but also they have the option to opt in to your mailing list. And by doing that, that's a very important process because when they submit their name and their email address in exchange for information from you, you can communicate with them and let them know, um, for example, if you write a new book, that's definitely something that you'd want to send out to your mailing list and say, hey, the book is finally published. You can come to this page and check it out. Um, if people right now, as of right now, people just come to your website once in a while after doing a Google search, but there's no way to keep them there and to keep them coming back. But if they've signed up to your, your newsletter, your email newsletter, your mailing list, you can send out information to them every once in a while to have them come back to your site and interact with a, a certain piece of content that you've published on the website or a certain new thing that's going on with you and um, with your books or whatever it is you're doing at that time. And that's a very important part of the process. Okay. Does that all make sense to you? Yeah. Okay. Do, do you have any questions about anything that I've said so far? No, I don't think so. Um, not in principle. The only questions that I would have, of course, would be if, you know, if I run into a detail problem or something like that. If you run into a detail problem, send me an email. Okay. Um, but for the most part, I think just by following the boot camp, you'll see exactly what needs to be done because I'm, I'm not just telling you, it's not an ebook where I say, um, go ahead and do this and do that. I'm actually, you're seeing my screen and I'm mm-hmm. walking through one step at a time and I'm saying, okay, then you have to click this link and then you have to sign up here and so on. The part that you don't have to worry about is you already have your domain name with HostGator, so you don't have to sign up for hosting. I mean, you don't have to sign up for a domain registrar because you have that already. What you do need to do is get the hosting and then set everything else up, as I was explaining. Okay. 
So by the next time, um, a month from now, when we do this coaching call, your website should be set up. You should be already having content on there because if you're following the bootcamp process, it'll explain you explain to you how to do all of that and all of the preliminary stuff that you need to do before we can start looking at um, driving more traffic and getting more people to your website um, and thinking strategically about where we can go from here. And my my goal is, as a result of this coaching, um, at the end of at the end of this process, you have a website that has a, a strong community behind it because you have a you have a few books out there, and you already have somewhat of a following in terms of people knowing who you are, uh, searching mm-hmm. your name in Google and so on. And if we can find a way to to capture those people and have them interact with you and your website and all of that, I think that'll do a lot to help you to take what you're doing to the next level because there's a lot of potential there. I've read the Uh book (laughs) and and I highly recommend, when I read it, I gave it to, well, my mom took it from me um, and then I had to buy a few copies and send them to St. Martin for her to give to her friends and all that (laughs) kind of stuff. Um, So I, I know what the potential is and there's a lot that you can do with what you've already established, and not only that, but just using the tools online. There's so much that can happen. Okay. Does that sound like a plan? Yes. Well, good. I mean, I I think that's pretty much all I want to cover, so I'm going to start the music going there. Um, Thank you so much for joining me on this call, and I hope you got some good stuff from it. I want you to go through the boot camp. And and get your stuff set up. Okay. And Thank you very much. You are very much welcome. Hey, guys, I hope in listening to this you got some value, at least in terms of getting stuff started and doing it in the right way, getting your own hosting as opposed to um, free hosting that you can get in a number of different places, but then using that to build your brand um, and to build what you're doing online because there's a lot that can happen. Just like I recommended for Terry, I would um, anyone that doesn't know how to do all this stuff, go ahead and sign up for the seven-day boot camp. Um, right now, it's at learningwithleslie.com. I've moved it from sevendaybootcamp.net. But you can also go to sevendaybootcamp.net to check that out. As usual, I want to invite you to come back to the blog and leave your comments, your suggestions. Uh, call the hotline, ask your questions, and I'll be dealing with them on the show But that's pretty much it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening in. And tune in next time when we follow up with Terry's story and see where she is and how things are going for her. Until next time, take care and God bless.